talk to you podcast oh man i'm not exactly looking forward to this episode right, it'll be fun i'm saul starsheep four and i'm dave gamer gave naple all righty so i think i butchered my gamer tag there whatever i said i say my i said mine right and it's still butchered Ooh, self-burn yeah if i didn't do it you would have done it it's true i could have so all right um by the time this episode comes out I believe the the ultra magnum opus versions of the most recent um, Pokemon Gen, uh, most recent Pokemon Gen, Pokemon proper, Pokemon Sun and Moon will be out. So it will be the, this will, this is scheduled to release the week before. We do it a little differently this time. So we are um, we decided to do an episode. On decided it to revisit Gen so 7. that we can um, you know tell you our thoughts about it. You know, may- maybe talk about a few things we didn't like about it. We are really bad at uh, masking whether or not we're interested. We did not like this game. <laughs> we did not like Sun and Moon. No. And it kind of, I I kind of warned you beforehand, didn't I? About? Uh, odd numbered gens. Uh, well, well, let's get to that. Let's yeah. get to that later. Okay, so... If you didn't know by now, you know, just of our love of RPGs and Pokemon in general, Pokemon is a big, big series of ours. It's a big deal for us. It's a very big deal. And, and like the entire franchise is as well. Dave is into the, the trading card game. I was. Oh, I was. I mean, I, I was in, into collecting, not into playing because I'm just not that uh. smart. Um, obviously the games, the anime, the movies, yeah. at least the yeah. first three. We'll have to um, do those sometime. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, this Pokemon's been out for over 12, 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, well, I have not played every single one of the gens, but Dave has. Yes, not necessarily every single version of all the gens, but I've played at least, I've played the main series of like the new gen. So I didn't play like Black and White 2. I didn't play Platinum, but you know, I played Diamond. I don't even remember which version I had for fifth gen. I think it was White. Um, you know, I played. Uh, I had Y, right? You had X? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I played uh, Sapphire and Emerald, Fire Red, uh, Gold, Crystal eventually. I actually didn't have it at first. Um, Red, Yellow, you know, Kanto, Johto, Habanero. One with them all. Did you just say Habanero? Did. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. I, I guess for me, I've played Red, Yellow. I've played Silver. I started Sapphire and then stopped, but that's an, that's a different rant. Yeah. And I never had a Nintendo DS, so I missed uh, I missed Diamond and Pearl, and uh, Black and White. Um, so I got back into it with Gen Six on X and Y, and then eventually Sun and Moon. Yeah. If I may go back just a little bit, Dave, back uh-huh. to Gen Six. Yes. So Gen Six uh, X and Y uh, came out in the year 2013, yeah. and. Uh, 
it came out during a during a really a, around a really nice time and especially your life. Yes. Um, but especially in my life, what was happening in your life around that time? Dude? I got married. You got married. Yay. It was fun. And for me, I had just finally moved back from the south. Yep. Um, not too long after that, Dave decided to to uh, uh, how you say grace me with a present. Oh yeah, uh, that was my groomsman present. Was uh, was yeah. Pokemon X while you got Pokemon Y, mm-hmm. um, and I loved it. Yeah, it was really. I mean, how interested? I think this is this is important for us to sort of set up that we're not just grumpy old men and the old <laughs> gens were the best. But I mean. How how interested were you in Gen Six? Because you'd gone basically three gens. Like you in that time, you'd eventually touched on Gen Three, both in the form of Pokemon Sapphire and did you play Fire Red or Leaf Green? Leaf Green. Leaf Green. So like you had gotten a little bit of a taste back, but like how interested were you in like a new generation? Were you hesitant? Like what was your mindset? You know what? I had just sort of recently purchased your old 3DS. Right. So I was like, you know what? If I have the new console, let's go ahead and do it. But you know what? I would not have. I would not have purchased a 3DS on my own just to get the new Pokemon game. Yeah. So I had kind of fallen out a little bit. And you know what? Since I was behind several gens, I was like, you know, I don't know any of the new Pokemon. Uh, like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know any of this. I don't know any storylines, although I know they're not going to connect. And I, I just don't know any of this. So I'm like, I might be too far to, like, catch up <laughs> unless I, like, start playing the games again one by one. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess not very interested, as you can say. Yeah. So, but then I got it for you, and you played it, and you loved it. I loved it. Yeah, and it basically got it basically got both of us back into Pokemon like hardcore, right? Because once again, we both had someone to share it with. Pokemon's kind of a hard sell solo, you know? Yeah. Like it's fun, but when you don't have someone else to talk about it, like it's not as good. Um, I loved Gen Four quite a bit, um, and I was actually basically ready to pass on Gen Five, sort of in the same spot you were. Um, but my sister had got it, and she was really into Pokemon, so she actually got it for me as a graduation present. So I was like, okay, I'll give this one a shot. And it wasn't it wasn't great. Um, it didn't sell me the way that Gen 6 eventually would bring me back in. But, you know, I, I, I still wanted to play the new Pokemon Gen, and I certainly wanted to share it with my buddy who finally had a 3DS and who I knew hadn't been able to play a new Pokemon game in so long. So right. it just made sense, and it really brought us back into... It was just like we were kids again, just playing Pokemon. It just yeah. felt right. Um, it was it was really nice. I mean, yeah. it was it was a really it was a really awesome. Like this seemed like the advancement that Pokemon needed to go to. Yeah. On on the graphic standpoint, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if if we were to criticize some parts of it, it it did get a little bit easier. You know, they did kind of sort of hold your hand on a couple of things. I mean, we still haven't really had a good rival since silver version right like since gen 2 like and this gen didn't really fix it serena was okay we both picked boys so we both had serena as our rival she was fine but she wasn't as threatening as those other characters and gen 4 had an okay rival but they they haven't hit the same tone as we got with either blue slash gary or silver as he's generally called in gen 2 um so that's a little bit of a complaint but like for the most part the game was good. Lumio City was kind of a pain to navigate, to <laughs> yeah. be completely honest. Yeah. But uh, 
whatever. But like you know, they hand they hand gave you a Lapras. They gave you several new starters also and yeah. stuff. That that seemed kind of weird. I mean, it was like I mean, getting yeah, the okay, second starter. I'll, I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Getting the second starter was definitely like. I mean, I'm not gonna turn this down. But are you <laughs> are you sure? Like, yeah. And the EXP share as well. I mean, because that was the yeah. first time I did that. That that felt weird because I I you know I'm a Gen one and a Gen two. You see EXP share and you go like, well, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> um, but this time they actually gave it a point and a purpose. So I'm like, yeah. I don't, okay. I don't want to get too much. It's it's gonna be tough. I feel like we need to set up our experience with Gen six to go into Gen seven. But I don't want to go too deep into it because it kind of deserves its own episode and there's a lot in there. Well, and, basically you know, just to say that I played it a lot. I played it a yeah, lot so in, po- in post game as well. A yeah. Lot. Um, it had been a long time since I played a Pokemon game in general, but like a game where I really raised my Pokemon from level, you know, whatever to level 100. Mm-hmm. And I did that for with pretty much my entire team because yeah, I just played it more than I, I did. just kept <laughs> playing it. I just yeah. kept playing the Elite Four. Um, I just I kept playing the the battle chateau and stuff like that. The I starters just, I, in that gen were really good too. Yeah, I just really really enjoyed it. Delphox ended up becoming one like one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. Mm-hmm. Same um, with Greninja for me. Mm-hmm. And I've I've I loved it. And in fact, I can still pick it up today. In fact, I just did today. I, I picked it up today <laughs> and I and I fought Serena at Kiliud, and and just was like, yep, this is this is what I remember. I like it. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> So okay, we we move forward now. Yep. Uh, to last year, coming out last year. Yes, 2016. Now a new Pokemon game is coming out, mm-hmm. and and updates and and trailers coming out the wazoo the months before and whatnot. There's a lot. This one's called Sun and Moon. It was like, it oh. was riding the hype of Pokemon Go a lot. Oh yes. Yeah, and it was um, that was the 20th anniversary celebration, right? Was that year, right? It was the whole year. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's the right. Re-release the Gen One yeah. had come out, and Pokemon Go, and then this was sort of like the big shabam to end the year. So, and you were hyped. We were. You, well, you were more hyped than I was. That's true. You were you were on the fence the whole time. Yes. So when all these things were coming out, Dave um, <laughs> Dave revealed to me his his theory in regards to uh, Pokemon Generations. Basically, my experience has always been that I like the even generations and I could do with or without the odd generations. Uh, and it's hard to explain that without getting like too much into it. But long story short, Gen 1 is always going to be the most charming. It's going to have a magic that nothing or no place, but that game is broken AF. Uh, <laughs> like Psychic is completely imbalanced. Normal type is actually super imbalanced in that game because slash is in there and there there's a i don't think it was a bug i think it was a feature where your speed actually your speed stat actually contributed to how often you'd get a crit so slash on persian for example was just busted like completely <laughs> broken taurus was in the best it had all kinds of glitches and you know the glitches add charm i guess but they weren't really for me all of us Gen 1. Gen 2 was just like a strict upgrade gen 2 did everything right we've raved about gen 2 out of it's our favorite generation whatever Gen 3, up like full disclosure, I probably spent more time in Gen 3 than any other Pokemon generation. So obviously I liked it, but it took me a while to get over the fact that there was so much missing from Gen 2. We had to go back down to 8 badges from 16. We went back to 200 Pokemon from 251, which was just really strange as far as it was immediately available in the game. Uh, they didn't fix some of the only issues that Gen 2 had with the, all the HMs you needed. <laughs> um, it just didn't feel like it was all that. The day and night system was complete. Like you set your clock at the beginning and then there's not even a day and night system. And yeah. you're like, what the, what the heck? Like why? So there was there were problems with it. But it, I still like that generation. It is like the 
it is like the litmus test. I'm like, all right, is this game better than Gen 3? It's a really good gen. It's game worse than Gen 3? Eh, I could probably pass. <laughs> uh, gen 4 was great. The mechanic changes they made in Gen 4 really refreshed the whole series. And this is sort of what I found, is that the even seri- numbers in the series try to like build off what was there before. Gen 2 had a lot of Pokemon that were evolutions of old generation Pokemon. Gen 4 did the exact same thing, where it had a lot of evolutions of old Pokemon that made old Pokemon new again because they were actually usable. And the switch from having all moves of a certain type, like all be special, all be physical, to have it change based on like the move itself, and, like how it made sense. Like Ice Punch wasn't a special attack anymore. It was a physical attack because you're punching them. It's like, great. Awesome. I love this. It was a good time. That one had a pretty good rival, and I thought the land was pretty good. It was just all solid. Gen 5 was really kind of a downer for me. Um, it had the best story of any Pokemon game to date. Yeah, I remember that I was I was yes. with you when you were playing it, and you were like, you were so conflicted by the end because you were like, that story was 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 really nice though. Yeah, the story was really nice. It still, it wasn't like great by an RBG standard, but it was. I don't think you need that in a Pokemon game. I think there's a point where the story can't overtake like the the game itself. Oh, and we'll definitely let us return to that. that. Yeah. Um, and it it didn't, but there just weren't that many Pokemon that I was interested in. the The land in that one, um, Nova, was set up really unintuitively and weird. Like it wasn't as fun or intuitive to explore. Um, and the Pokemon didn't really stand. I think that gen probably has the weakest starters of any gen as well. Which so, ones are they? Um, it's the little snake, Snivy, um, Tepig, the little fire pig, and I don't remember. Oh, Oshawott, the little otter. Uh-huh. Um, Oshawott's the best of the bunch, but they're not great. That was the third firefighting we got in a row, by the way. Fun fact. Hmm. Um, so it was, that was definitely the least amount of time I spent in any Pokemon Gen to date. Um, and it was probably my least favorite up to that point. Six was reinvigorating. Like, well, hold it, on. You don't count black two or black or white two? I didn't touch those. Oh, okay. I mean, that's like counting platinum or emerald, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, I don't, I don't really judge it based on those. Um, and I didn't play platinum or black and white two. So, you know, if you want to jump on me and say, like, well, black and white two were better, that's fine. But, you know, as far as the initial one, the initial one didn't get me want to want to play black and white two, which mm-hmm. is kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Gen 6 was great it was very refreshing it felt like again it it emphasized you know we're gonna have a lot of the old pokemon back and that's kind of to be fair uh the odd number gens generally do a good job of making you interact with the new pokemon and then the even number gens sort of bring back your old favorites so Mm -hmm. you enjoy them a little bit more Mm -hmm. um and gen 6 did a really good job of bring back your old favorites again they built on what was already there with mega evolution um, it made old Pokemon new again because you could Mega Evolve them, and that changed everything. I and really thought I wasn't going to enjoy Mega Evolution. I did too. I thought it was. I thought it was going to be the dumbest thing, but then I loved it. I loved it. I, I don't know how to explain it, uh, but it worked really well. Um, anyway, um, Gen Six was just solid. Um, I don't know if the world was as memorable as it used to be, but. I liked the new Pokemon. I thought the fairy type was a great addition in terms of balance and just something new to add on to the stuff we already had. Um, This is the first new typing we'd got since Gen 2, and you know you want to be careful with introducing that, but I thought they did a great job with it. Um, Mm I thought it really complemented the balance of the game, and it made old Pokemon, again, like a a Ralts had a fairy typing then, and so all its evolutions did, or like a, a Zoomeril. Azumarill actually became like super overpowered because it got the fairy typing. I don't know if you know that, but it was like a competitive staple. I think I remember hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Which was 
cool. That was awesome. Um, so yeah, Gen 6 was good. Yeah. So that was sort of my experience, that the odd number gens always just fell a little short. <laughs> so when the trailers were coming out and whatnot, this is when Dave told me this, and he was very, like, he was very careful whenever any new trailer came out. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good way to put it. I was, I was, I mean, the trailers were there to create hype. Yeah. And I was, you know, sort of drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. Um, and... But then they started revealing some new things, the, the big things that they were changing in the game, um, which which is going to culminate to the bulk of what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Th- this game, would you say this game makes the most amount of changes in any gen so far? Yes. Okay. I, I think so. And I think it was intentionally trying to do so. Pokemon, they're very aware of the main criticism of their gens, which is like, it's a Pokemon game. It's the same thing. You go around, you get the badges, like blah, blah, blah. That's it. I think they were very aware of that, and so they wanted to intentionally try to do things different, which is not in itself a bad thing. I don't want to criticize them for trying to do something different. I want to talk about how those things worked or didn't work. Hmm. That makes sense. Okay, so the setting of Pokemon Sun and Moon is that you were in a new region, obviously. This is a, a in you know sort of following a Gen 6's region named Kalos that was that was very much themed after Paris or, or France yes. in general. Yes. Um, even though Kalos has no... French sort of connotation. Well, and I liked that. It wasn't like Unova. Do you know what the region in Gen 5 was based after? No. It's based after New York City, actually. Oh, okay. Um, So it's kind of a circle, which kind of was kind of a problem because it didn't really, it wasn't intuitive. But the naming is, you. if I said Unova, would you ever think like, oh, New York? Well, Nova, New, I guess. Yeah, so I guess the uh, joke is that um, there's some part of it where it's like, you Nova, like it's like United States of America or something like that. Ugh. That makes sense. <laughs> Which is a bad pun, but it's fine. Like, because you don't notice it. You know what I mean? This is kind of part of the problem with Pokemon names sometimes is that there's a pun in there, but if it's immediately obvious to you, it's not as good of a name, right? <laughs> yeah. And so with Unova... <laughs> Yeah, um, there needs to be something that's not immediately obvious, so it just sounds like it's the Pokemon's name and not just, you know, a couple words smashed together, which they all are, but it needs to sound natural. Trash. Uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, Unova did that fine, but then we come to Gen 7. So, uh, so Gen, Gen 7. So Gen 6 is based on France, and Gen mm-hmm. 7 is based on... Hawaii. Hawaii. And it is called Alola. <laughs> Which is about the least subtle name <laughs> I could think of to call it. Uh, I, yeah, when that came out, I was... Just like Dave said, it, it's like when a Pokemon comes out like Trubbish, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, it's a trash Pokemon. Um, you're just sort of like you. It's it's like a it's a bad dad joke, right? You're just yeah, like, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, and so the whole thing is based on on Hawaiian culture and whatnot. And there are many names that sound very Hawaiian. Maybe they are actual like you know names of the language. Yeah, like I'm the not professor's sure. name is Kukui, which is a, a I tree, know that's right? a, it's a it's a Hawaiian it's a tree native to Hawaii. Yeah, which is fine. That's cool. That one isn't like immediately you know whatever. It would be okay if again like you know Unova. Kalos and then Alola, you know, yeah. tell me which one of those is the Hawaii one, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's not handled that well. So anyway. this game um, is also definitely heavily story-based, for better or for worse. Yes. Um, the, it, it, when you first start the game, you're in a cutscene for like 10 minutes, it seems. It, it's a pretty long cutscene. I, I will say that the that cutscene can get kind of cinematic. Like, they really try to actually make something of it. They really tried to do 
a lot of camera angle stuff. Yeah. A lot and, more than they had before. And I have to commend them for that. I mean, mm. you know, they're actually trying to make it a cutscene, you know? And I, and so that's fine, whatever. The thing is, it just took so long, you know? Yeah. Because um, the other ones, it's all, it starts out and it's about you. It's like, you're about to start your adventure. Yeah. And it's just like, you're moving to this new area in Gen 3. And like, yeah, you did it. And like, Gen 2 just starts with, hi, I'm Professor Oak, same as Gen 1. Here's Pokemon. You're going to get Pokemon. And you're like, I want Pokemon. And then you go Pokemon. And that's it. Uh, Gen 7 makes a big deal of like, oh, there's this girl. She's in trouble. And there's She's this being chased by Pokemon. Things. Yeah. What's, what's, what's happening? Yeah. No. Oh. And it's just like, but, but I'm a Pokemon. <laughs> Where, where's my Pokemon? <laughs> so the main story starts that, you know, you're this guy coming from Kanto, which is the region in Gen 1. Yes. Uh, you're moving in with your single mom, as per usual. <laughs> and, and, you know, your neighbor is one of the, the, the dumbest guys ever named Hao. <laughs> Um, and, and this guy is also your rival too, quote unquote. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, you are again set off by the professor of the area to fill up the Pokedex. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's to take the island challenge more specifically. Oh, that's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little bit more focus on the professor sending you out to do that as opposed to filling out the Pokedex, but you know, there's nothing really that new to it. Just, like, go do it. So you get a um so you get your Pokedex, which is actually now integrated with the Pokemon Rotom. Yes. Which many fans like myself, when that was announced, was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, uh oh. This is Navi, isn't uh -oh. it? <laughs> this is Navi, isn't it? And yeah, it yeah, kind of it is. is. <laughs> it's definitely not as obnoxious as Navi, but I wish I had a set. I wish I had a shut up. I, I wish I could turn it off. <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't something that I wanted at any point, but it wasn't as bad as Navi, I guess. And so. the reason why, obviously, that was like a bad thing was because now it's like, okay, these games are trying to get easier, aren't they? Yeah. Like they're trying to hold your hand a little bit more now. I go this way. I go this way. And. <sighs> Speaking of, so the bottom screen is now like a fully dedicated map at all times. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a map that you had in the old gens where it's like a big map and you see the routes and they're just kind of straight lines to dots. It's like a very in-depth sort of map of the area around you. And it's weird. So one of the main quote-unquote drawing points of this game was for the first time in a main series game, you were no longer on like the four-direction axis right? You could move. It was free movement. It wasn't like you'd go left, right, up, down, and like maybe some diagonals. Like, I, I don't even remember if you could go diagonals in X and Y. I think you could. You could. Um, but it was still sort of, if, in X and Y, if you pushed a direction, then let go, your, your character wouldn't move a shorter distance. They would sort of move and then like reset to what was obviously the middle of like the box you were in, right? The cell. Um, so in... Omega Ruby Apple Sapphire they, was actually the first game where they took that away, where you could just free move. And I played that, and I didn't notice anything wrong with it. Like, it was fine. Um, but in in Sun and Moon, it was obvious that they were trying to make a bigger deal of it. And they, they really changed some things because of it. Um, one thing that really bothered me was the trainer's eyes, like... Where oh you, yeah! You'd step in front of a trainer. In all the other games, it was really obvious when you stepped in front of a trainer and they were going to challenge you. In Sun and Moon, it was really weird. Like sometimes you would swear you're right in front of them and they're not doing it. Other times you're like at the edge of their periphery and they're like, "I see you. Time to battle." Uh, so that was weird. They also changed the camera angle so it was less of a top down and more of like a behind you yeah. angle. Um, and I really didn't like that viewpoint. I felt like it was easier to get lost because you're just sort of staring at the side of a building or whatever. And it 
it made it harder to appreciate the cities um, for their scope. And the other thing is with the map. So I think because it was less of like a, a directional, like you had to go left, right, up and down, um, it, it showed you more, but it also basically gave you waypoints. It yeah, was like, it did. here's a flag for where you're supposed to go next. And you're like, uh, okay, I, I guess I'll go there next. And it was, that is one of, that is sort of core to what one of our biggest gripes with this game is going to be like. Because as much as you can argue that all Pokemon games are quote unquote railroaded, they're all linear where you have to go this direction. It was never as forced and as obvious as it was in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Mm -hmm. um, partially because of Rotom decks constantly reminding you what it was the last person told you to do. <laughs> and it's never like, it's never like, oh, I got the, uh, you know, you're in Gen 2 and you're like, oh, I got the sprinkler. Now I can go back to that tree. And like, you know, I got the sprinkler and people have said I can do that. So now, you know, I can go do that if I want. Rotom was like, oh, do you remember that this person <laughs> told you, do you want to progress? This is what you got to do. I'll put a little flag on your map. And you're like, oh, okay, thanks, Rotom. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't need you to do that. Like, let me play my Pokemon game. Yeah. And again, other gens had this thing where there's just someone in the road where you can't get past them. You know, Gen 1 did that with the, the guy who taught you how to play Pokemon or with the you know, uh, or Pewter City where you've got to fight Brock before the guy will let you go to Mount Moon. Other games did this. Uh, Gen 2 had the thing where until you get seven uh, gym badges, there's a guy at the edge of Mahogany Town who won't let you go to Ice Cave. Other gyms do that. I have never seen it as much or as blatantly obvious or bad as in Gen 7. Mm -hmm. There were so many times where there's just some dude who's like, uh, er, there's a, a Pokemon in the road and you can't get by it, so come back later. Or like, uh, mm, the lights are out construction's needed come back later and it's just like oh my god like uh, and so many times it's just the one little flag that you have to go to it's like all right i did the flag thing wrote him it's like all right now you can go back and get past the dude it's like okay freaking like i don't want like just let me play my game it's like they're god. forcing you to experience the adventure yeah, it's forced rather than you going on an adventure yes and you can you can nitpick and tell me that all the Pokemon, there's only one way you can go through the Pokemon games. You gotta get all the eight badges, and there's only so many, blah, 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 blah. But at least they let you do it on your own terms. Right. At least they weren't constantly telling you, you gotta do this now. Right. Even in Gen 2, I just discovered, did you know that you didn't have to go to, uh, you didn't have to go do the fighting gym and then the steel gym and then the ice gym? You can do the ice gym first. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I didn't know that either. But Jeremy was like, yeah, I just sailed over there and did the ice gym first. I was like, you you can do that? For me, I, for I just me, assumed it was, you had to do the Lake of yeah. Rage last. It's like, oh, oh, wow. Like, it's the little things like that where it's don't actually the, Don't open the levels to progress you. that way, though? Kind of. You can go left or right out of the gym with the fourth, the city with the fourth gym. Ghost. And that, yeah, the ghost gym. Uh, and that's right after you get surfed. So you can actually go to the right, and instead of going oh, through that cave, yeah. you can just sort of surf over. Yeah, because you get surfed in the in the Eevee place, right? Yeah, oh. in, the, in that town. So you can just surf over, do the Lake of Rage thing, take Team Rocket out there, and then do Price. That and never, then you can go the that other That never way. occurred to me. Yeah, but you can do it. And yeah. I'm like, that's cool. Same in Gen 1, right? You can get to uh, you can get to the town with Erica, and after you do um, after you do the Team Rocket thing where you go under the, uh, the game, game corner corn, or yeah. whatever... I don't think you have to do Erica, then Koga, then Sabrina. I think you could do like Sabrina, then Koga, then Erica, or like you can do it like. Oh, yeah, because as order. soon as you get in the cell on, you can get some drink. Yeah. 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 But like we all did it this way, but we didn't have to. And it's just 
that was cool. It doesn't matter if you took advantage of it or not. It was letting you play the game the way you wanted to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole thing that people don't like about handholding games. Yeah, is just sort of like you're not letting me play the game. You're telling me like play the game. You know, yeah, what I it's mean? the classic ego raptor comparison between the first Zelda and uh, Link uh, Link to the Past. It's like you're no longer an adventure exploring. You're a visitor at Disneyland. You're like visit this place and visit this place and visit that place, and that can be done well again. But here it was very. Not done very well. So one of the other big, biggest gripes that we have over the game um, is not necessarily because of the lack of gems, but what was replaced with it. Yeah. So the island challenge you, in the Alola region um, is still relatively youngish, so they don't even have an established like Pokemon League there right. at the start of the game. Mm-hmm. And so there are no gyms. Instead, you have the island challenge yeah. where you go to each of the kahunas of each of the like towns or the islands or what have you, and you complete their challenges. Now, this does end this up... This sounds theoretically cool, right? It, this sounds like it would be good because, again, every Pokemon game, it's like, oh, you just go in and you battle some trainers, then you battle the gym leader, he's a little bit harder and you get your badge. Now, ignoring <laughs> the fact that... Uh, battling is basically the gameplay of Pokemon and that all the focus should be put on that, really. Um, yeah, I could see how you'd say, you know, let's freshen it up and let's have some island challenges. <laughs> like, kind of like if you ever watch the uh, the weird sort of in-between first and second season of Pokemon, do you remember the Orange Islands? Yeah. Where he, he like, it was like, we don't battle, we have you sled with your Pokemon or, like, whatever it was they did. Man, it's I- like... Oh, sorry. No, I just, I didn't like that season because Brock <laughs> wasn't there. Aww. Who's Tracy? Why aren't you Brock? You're not Brock. <laughs> awesome theme song, though. Yeah. Did you ever so hear? you want to be a master? <laughs> Did you ever hear the reason that they actually removed Brock? No. Apparently, it was because they realized that it was getting big in the West. And so, like, people are going to think Brock is really racist to Asians. <laughs> so they took him out and they were like, let's replace him with just a generic white dude. <laughs> so oh. they put in Tracy. And then they realized that no one cared about Brock being racist and they all missed Brock. So, like, all right, get out of here, Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brock, you're back in. <laughs> Anyway, random fact. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, all right. So there are these island challenges, right? Mm-hmm. They do inevitably end up in a fight at the end of it. Yes. Uh, but it's not against the... It's usually not against the gym... Quote unquote, I can't even call them whatever they are, the challenge leaders or whatever. Some of them do. There's like an island kahuna who is like the big time of that island. And there's four islands, right? Yeah. And so in order yeah. to finish the yeah. trial on the island, you have to battle the kahuna. And so that's like a gym leader, basically. But the other ones, and they're all still based on type. Uh, like the kahuna of island one is fighting type. Uh, and all the, like, challenges are still based on a type. Like island two, island one is normal type, and then you fight the fighting type, and that's it. Island two, you have the water, grass, and fire. Uh, or water, fire, grass is, I think, the order you do it in. Um, but so they're similar, but... <sighs> Now, Dave, would you would you be safe to say that pretty much all the island challenges were a waste of time? Um, the ones I can remember. Um, so, so let's let's talk so, about the okay, most. Let's, so I let me run through them actually because I think I can do this. So the first one is normal type, right? And you go in the cave and you like scare Rattatas back into their caves until you fight them. I thought right? it was young gooses. Oh, it's different between sun and moon. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, in mine it was Rattata. But you just kind of run around in a cave and you get in some random battles, and then Team Skull, who I guess we'll have to talk about at some point, Why? come up to interrupt you, which basically just means they battle you. So it's like a gym except you're running around in circles a lot more. <sighs> Um, 
And then, I hate saying that, like, I mean, I hate saying, you know, it's like a gym or like that. No, it's not. Okay. I mean, you're battling, so, like, theoretically it is. But anyway, so then you do the water one, which is basically this weird little girl um, who tells you, like, oh, there's some splashing down this hill. I need you to go check it out. So then you run to the other side of this screen or whatever, and then she's like, oh, we're not there yet. Here's a Pokemon that can surf. Uh, we'll come back to that, too. Now, surf down there. It's like, you surf down there. She's like, oh, no, not yet. Look, there's some splashing there. And you go to the splashing. It's like, oh, the splashing went away. Now go to this next pond. You're like, uh, okay. And then you finally do that, and then you finish it. Uh, Doesn't she also say some things to you? Like, she says really creepy things like, oh, there's some splashing in the water there. Maybe it's a lithe young swimmer swimming <laughs> in his hot bud or something like that. You're like, you're like 12. What is going on? Oh my gosh. And then the the point at which we both knew like we have jumped the shark was the fire one. Um where oh. <laughs> he tells you he tells I was, you I was at your house when this happened yes, too. Huh? I was so happy that you were at my house. <laughs> he tells you, like, okay, my Marowaks are gonna do some dances. You've got to tell me what the differences are in the dances in order to face my challenge. You're like, that sounds like such a waste of time, but okay. <laughs> and so they do the dance, and he's like, All right, remember that. And then they do another dance. The dances are identical except for the final pose, which he doesn't communicate to you. So I wasn't paying attention to the final pose the first time. I was looking at the dance, but they're exactly the same. And so all it is is like you remember the final stance and you tell him what's different to the point where I think even starting in the second one, it's just that there's some dude in the picture. <laughs> there's this dude like, hey, I'm here, guys. And you're like, uh, the... That guy. That guy wasn't there. What is happening to my life? Like, I didn't realize I was playing a freaking highlighter coloring book. Uh, I wanted to play Pokemon. Oh, oh man. And then, if I remember right, the progression was because there was three of them. If I remember right, yes. the first one is the Marowax do a different pose. Yes. And I was, I, I, was, I was there with you, and I was like, okay. <laughs> And then the next one. And you expect, like, okay, I'm sure it'll get harder. <laughs> and then the next one was like a Pokemon, like a new Pokemon. No, the second showed one up was there. the dude. I'm pretty sure it was a Pokemon first. Because okay. I remember the dude being the most egregious of them. Because um, then, like, a, a Pokemon kind of showed up. And then I was like, Dave, Dave, what is, what's happening? He's like, J just finish it. And I'm like, okay, it's the Pokemon. And I was like, all right, here's the, here's the next one. And then, yeah, it was like a dude, like, in the foreground, yeah, like, completely covering photobombing everything. Yeah. I, if I remember right, I was this close to tossing my 3DS against the room um, <laughs> in just absolute disbelief that I was playing a Pokemon game, a proper Pokemon game. Yeah, that this, that this happened. <sighs> And then you do that, and then you fight the final. Which I is still insist that it was the guy first because the Pokemon appears in the third one because that's the totem Pokemon that you have to fight. Oh, He's like, oh, it? look at that. The totem Pokemon showed up. Guess oh, you got to fight him. Oh, like, oh, man. But I guess I won't bother going through the, the – well, the grass one is a, is a go find it mission where she you just get Stoutland, who is the game's replacement for the item finder, basically. And this girl's like, all right, now run around this forest and find me some items so I can cook something. And so you go around and you got to sniff <laughs> and you find a lot of things that aren't what she wants. And then eventually you find the right things. It's all in grass, by the way. So you're fighting random encounters the whole mm -hmm. time. And then you bring it back. And then there's some really weird, like, almost, like, sexually innuendo type stuff. It's <laughs> really is, kind of uncomfortable. It's, it's gotten kind of meme -y, so you can probably find it. It seemed a little too intentional. Um, and then it's like, 
oh, my cooking attracted the totem Pokemon, and you had to fight it. Um, <laughs> so let's let's back up. So the challenges themselves are dumb. Let's talk about the totem Pokemon because this was instead of battling the you don't battle the leaders, by the way. You battle the totem Pokemon, and the leaders are just sort of there to get you to the totem Pokemon. So I'll start with you, Saul. What did you think of the totem Pokemon mechanic? The totem Pokemon are just these Pokemon who are like, they sort of glow, they're larger than a normal Pokemon, and they have they get a stat buff at the beginning of the battle. It's like this Pokemon has higher attack and defense. Um, and they're usually, you know, a high level. And they also use one of the new mechanics where they will call for help immediately and it's always uh. successful. Calling for help in itself is a mechanic we can talk more about where wild Pokemon will just call for another Pokemon to show up and suddenly you're in a 2v1. Uh, but the bosses, the totem Pokemon, they basically always succeed, so it always starts out as a 2v1. Um, so that's sort of the the gimmick. So what did you think of the totem Pokemon as sort of the quote-unquote bosses? I mean, at that point, I sort of more appreciated that there was actually like a challenge bit there. Mm -hmm. At that point, you know? Yeah. Because I was like, okay, this challenge is an absolute joke, to say the least. <laughs> and so it's like, at, at least there's something here. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, did I ever, like, if I remember right, I struggled a little bit with the water one. Mm -hmm. um, but, I kind of did too, actually. But the rest of them, I was I was more just like... Okay, like it's it's an it's a it's a Pokemon fight, mm -hmm. I guess. And again, I appreciated that there was actually something there, but that was it. Uh, you're in favor of the totem fights, though, aren't you? I liked them quite a bit. Um, so the downside, obviously, is it's just one. I mean, I, you, they call for help, and they can call multiple times if you decide to take out their little assistant Pokemon. But it's just one Pokemon. So it's not quite the same as a gym leader. It's like you take down their one Pokemon that's kind of tough. And it's like, all right, like bring out the next one. And they, you know, they have like four Pokemon or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's a little bit of a gauntlet. It feels like you're battling another trainer, which is cool. Um, So that's the downside. But the upside is that it feels more like a boss fight. Because it's not just as simple as... I have this one Pokemon that has type advantage over this gym leader, so I'm just going to sweep them, which can happen a lot of times. You know, sometimes you're not, your team isn't specifically prepared for them and it gets challenging, but a lot of the times that's what it becomes. Um, the totem Pokemon make that a lot less viable because they always get some sort of stat increase and their level is like higher than it should be. Um, so it sort of forces you to not rely on that strategy and when they call their assistant pokemon it can be really tough to try to figure out which one you want to go for first because battling in a 2v1 is is rough like it is not easy um so you need to and it also incentivizes you to use moves that hit multiple pokemon yeah that's which is, true. is something that they never quite did enough double battles never really like mattered enough for you to care about that and so this made it a little bit more important so like I'll mention the water one. When I got the water one, um, I know it's like a it's a wishy-washy swarm. And so it normally calls other wishy-washy. Um, so it's like, eh, whatever, not a big deal. But mine called, um, I think it's uh, an Alomomola to help it, which happens to have a move that can heal an ally Pokemon. So I was like, this dude has a healer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought that was actually how everybody got it. But no, that was just a rare spawn that I got, which on one hand feels a little bad. But on the one hand, I'm like, that's cool because now I have to decide whether or not I take out this guy's healer when he can, like, call for another one and get it, like, 100% of the time at any moment. Or do I go after the big guy and then just take down the healer who's worthless without the big guy? So 
it added a really interesting uh, sort of strategy to the fights that a, a straight-up gym leader could never have. And they were all moderately challenging. Like, I thought that, at least early on, um, no, actually, they were all always pretty challenging. Um, there were some other issues with the difficulty that I didn't like where it felt too easy at times, but these ones got it right, I felt. So at least they ended off with something good. Yeah, I will say that, like, overall... <laughs> the the whole entire experience of like the island challenge which like it's like soured yeah um, it, it at also least makes it, it at least it ended the, fine you know but like yeah. the whole all in all the whole experience gets like a c minus you know it made the leaders and actually i remember a lot of the characters designs in this one i think the character designs in this game is good um i think it it's better than the ones that the last few had been um so i'll give it that like i remember these characters more than i remember a lot of the gym leaders but it also made them feel less cool because they didn't actually they battle didn't do you. Anything. You could go back and like find them again and battle them as like a side thing. But by the time you're high enough level in the game to like care to go back and do something else, they're rocking like level 23s and you're like, oh, <laughs> all right, I guess. Like, whatever. So. so let's move on now to some some other things like story because this this game really shoves story down your throat. Yes. I think since Black and White, they really, like, have tried to up the story game quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so Gen 6 had more story than, like, Gen 4 or anything before, but not quite as much as 5. And I thought it was appropriate. It was really hokey. Um, the villain was literally the inspiration behind Lysanderoth. Was, <laughs> his name is Lysander, and he's... Totally not the bad guy. He's totally the bad guy. <laughs> um, and there's a whole bunch of like 100 years ago, there's this ancient king and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and it's like, you know, whatever. It's not the focal point. But it was more than we'd gotten in the past. And Gen 7 was like, we're we're going to try to go back to Gen 5, basically. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. I just, <laughs> the the pro CD. <laughs> <laughs> just like hey, so I how's, guess like, hey, how's it going? This world, world is imperfect. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> if I remember right, Lysandroth begins off with that, like almost. Yeah, that's exactly what he says. Yeah, that well, like that's what Lysandroth. I could wipe it if it's impurities. <laughs> make it as beautiful as me. And that's that's exactly. I mean, he's exactly <laughs> the type of character who he's like. He's not the bad guy. He kind of does good things sometimes, but you're like, this dude is talking about like purifying the world. Like, come on. Just he's the bad guy. How does no one else see that this is the bad guy? Um, Lysanderoth, for those of you, it's a reference to a video done by this guy named Prozy D. The videos are hilarious, not always family friendly, but this one is. Um, and there's just this character who the main character is like, this guy's obviously the bad guy. But only the I'm player sorry. character realizes it, and all the NPCs are like shocked, shocked when he turns out to be evil. And that's exactly what happens. So it's not like Gen 6's story was like on a high pedestal or anything uh, like that. Okay. But the problem is Gen 7 winds up doing the exact same thing again. So let's talk about the villains and the villain roundup. Yeah. So um during the uh during the teasers, right? They were like, you know, like, you know, te like, you know, team up and fight against the the, you know, the scheming team skull. This is just the worst name. So it's like, okay, these guys kind of look like Team Aqua and Team Magma, I guess, uh -huh. whatever. So they're going to be, you know, those they're, they're the Team Rockets, okay? And then, yeah. and then they were like, you know, find out the, like, you know, team up with the Southern Southern, the mysterious Team Aether, and yada, yada. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, these guys are totally not also bad guys, yeah. are they? It's like, no. Oh, wow. 
I mean, these guys are the goodest of the good, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's obvious, all right? You're just like, all right, Team Skull's a joke. These, these guys are the real villains. It's not... So, so you run into Team Skull relatively early in the game, yeah. And uh, and the internet seems to love this because the internet's stupid. But like, Team Skull is a bunch of like wannabe gangsters, and they walk with like the swagger of like wannabe gangsters constantly. Yeah, and they're supposed to be dumb. Like they're not trying to. They're supposed to be over the top and funny, which is like, and they are sometimes. There, there were some good lines with the first couple team skulls were like they're like don't you remember me and you're like no and they're like huh oh it's because i need i switched places with my buddy and they look exactly the same (laughs) which is it's a it's a combination of like oh that was really dumb but it was also kind of funny like i'm (laughs) not sure that's tough that's tough uh so they have some moments like that and that's what they're supposed to be but overall they're still in the end more of an inconvenience than team rocket they're just never threatening no. they never feel like it's like you jokers again like <laughs> with team rocket was like huh you jokers again like you felt awesome for kicking their butts yeah same with team aqua and magma but like with these guys you're like ah, <laughs> you guys aren't cool enough to make me feel cool for beating you no. i think that's mostly what it comes down to right yeah. so it's but team skull you know they're sort of the um how do you say they're I mean, like the patsies yeah they're the patsies out. for for the for the real villains which are shocker, shocker. Team Aether, and their and, and their and their leader Lusamine. Yeah. Um. Some of the other characters that that become intertwined in this would be Lily, um, who is the girl in the first from the first cutscene. Lord, I can't stand her. I thought she was okay. Every bit of her dialogue, I just wanted to just like close the game and just like hide my 3ds for like 10 years like she's really anime yes yes but it's like it's anime like Like bad anime yes (laughs) yeah like you 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 watch tenshi muyo right yeah like i think we talked about tenshi muyo in the series right didn't yeah we talked about it yeah just like in the in tenshi muyo proper not tenshi universe not tenshi in tokyo tenshi muyo ayaka was like insufferable a lot because like (laughs) she talked a lot but never said anything yeah it was always like flowery like oh tenshi i oh i just (laughs) (laughs) and like and that's like what lily is the whole way through yeah she has with her um this pokemon named cosmog that she calls nebby yeah which is cute yeah whatever okay um and uh and like basically like this is some sort of strange pokemon that you have to find some answers for Mm -hmm. um and also team aether is trying to get her for as well yeah um then you also run into Emoton. Oh, I'm sorry, his name is Gladion. <laughs> Gladion. Um, we call him Emoton because, well, that's what he is. That's what he is. Yeah. He has with him this this interesting new type of Pokemon with a really interesting name. What's that name again, Dave? Type Null. I'm sorry. Type colon Null. No, I'm not looking for his type. I want his name. No, no, that is his name. Type colon Null. Dear Lord. Type Null was one of the Pokemon that was revealed as, like, the new Pokemon editions in there. Yeah, he's, like, a pseudo-legendary. We can only get him at the end as, like, a gift or whatever. I mean, can we also... (laughs) Well, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Just the new editions. Um, So, Gladion is in possession of this Pokemon. You find that... Gladion and Lily are related, right? They're brother and sister. Right. They're well, I mean, do you just want to go full spoiler? Like who cares? Fine, who cares? Yeah, their their mom is Lusamine. 
And they both ran away because, well, it turns out she's not a nice person who just wants to save the Pokemon, like she was saying. she Basically, it's the world is beautiful and I've got to get all the Pokemon for myself so I can protect them in these, like, glass containers forever. Like, that's exactly basically what it is. And sh- her motivations aren't even clear. It's like you kind of infer that, but it's never really expressly said. And it turns out that she's been hiring... The leader of Team Skull. What was his name again? Guzma. Guzma. Or Guzma. Guzma. Who, Guzma for, for his part, he's actually kind of a threatening battler. Uh, he's got a new Pokemon who's, like, pretty... He's, he's tough if you don't know how to deal with it, which is kind of interesting that you have to, like, know exactly what to do. But anyway, who? so... What? Who? I don't even remember the Pokemon's name. Oh. To be completely... It's, like, the big... It starts off as the Wimpod. Right? And it's the evolved form of Wimpod, who's like the Magikarp Gyarados of this gen, where he starts off really pathetic and then turns oh, into something scary. Yeah, it's I like the bug water type. Yeah. Um, where, like, you have to get it below half health and then it sucks or something like Or no, it, like, runs away and, like, switches automatically on his turn or something like that. But, like, other than that, it's, like, an absolute beast. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, and it's, like, Guzma is, like, a disgruntled trainer who, like, knows Kukui somehow because he tried the island challenges and failed and then just got really bitter and started a gang. I don't I don't know. Uh-huh. It was never any motivation that I ever really cared about. But whatever. in fact, I'm still trying to remember cuz like eventually Lucimine obviously goes like insane. Yes. And like in order to fulfill her like full dream, they have to go interdimensional and summon the ultra beasts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like am, am I skipping something or is that basically it? Not really. She she kidnaps she kidnaps Nebby. You find out that Team Skull captures Nebby, and then Lily's like, oh, you've got to help me get her back. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then somehow <laughs> you find out, like, oh, he's being stored at Team Aether's base. That doesn't make any sense. How could that be? Well, let's go there and find out. <laughs> and then you've got to battle everyone in Team Aether because they hate you. Like, you had been dragged there earlier on in the story to, like, see their place and, like, see, they're the good guys. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, can I just, I just can I just go on my adventure I now? Know. I don't really care yeah. about what you guys are doing. Um, But you're going to have me sit here for half an hour through your cutscenes and garbage. So, like, whatever, I guess. Here I am. Uh, so you go back, and then you got to fight everybody. And Ebo McTen, it was like, Ugh, that's my mom. It's like, that's my mom too. And you're just like, freaking, why don't you guys tell me? Like, and the, through every cutscene, this is a meme too. Like, no matter what kind of emotional cutscene that is going on, and all the other characters' expressions around you, your character always has a thousand yard stare with a, just a with delightful like a smirk, smile yeah, just on like, his face. Mm, like, this is this is mm, fine. <laughs> this is I will destroy the world. It's really jarring, and it seems like if you're gonna put this much focus on the story and cutscene, you could have fixed that. At least give them a different. Expression. You could have fixed that. Come on. At least turn that that smile upside down. <laughs> yeah. At the very least. <laughs> Turn that frown right back down. So basically, you win. There's, like, conflict because, like, oh, this is my mom. And, like... <laughs> whatever. And yeah, because Lily still, like, loves her mom. It's like, don't hurt her. She's my mom. And you're like, whatever. <laughs> oh, although in the process, though, Nebby does transform into the the ultimate of the game, though. Yeah. Depending on what you have. I had Sun, so mine was Solgaleo. And mine was Lun. Whatever. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> Dang it. Um, I was going to say Lunatone, but I think that's the, that's the that's one the in Gen 3. That's, that's the Moon Rock, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> which was surprising. Everyone was, was swearing up and down they would get their mega evolutions this game, but How rest in that? peace. Didn't happen. Um, so after that, you still have to, you still have to now finish the, the still, the still un- uncomplete, like, Pokemon League championship. Yeah. Um, 
which is which is fine. It, you actually bat, you end up battling some of the old kakunas. Kakuna uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some of the old kahunas yeah. um, that are actually threatening this time around. Yeah, they like, all have about 63s. Yeah, the, the Elite Four was tough, which yeah. I appreciate because in Gen 6 it was kind of a pushover. They all had like only like four Pokemon, which is kind of disappointing. But in Gen 7 they are tough to the point where I thought it was kind of an unfair jump in difficulty. Um because for the most part, the game was pretty easy. Um, one of my big complaints is a lot of the trainers you fight early on. And when I say early on, I mean like the first two entire islands out of four. They all have exactly one Pokemon. And you're just like, you're a trainer. Like, you're supposed <laughs> to have like two or three. But it, like, this is just a random battle with a higher level, a single higher level Pokemon. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't fun. Mm-hmm. And it's not challenging. So, I don't know. But... Anyway, the the Elite Four are challenging, which is good. Maybe a little bit too challenging, but that's probably nitpicking. Um, the Elite Four are good. Uh, I think it was Flying, Fighting, Ground, and Ghost. I don't know about Ghost, but I know you're right with the other ones. Mm, um, no, Rock. It's Rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, then, so then you win, and then the fifth one is, is, is Shocker, is Kukui. Were you um, surprised by that? No. I kind of was. Yeah. I mean... Well, because Kakui had shown up in, like, his luchador mask and, like, had shown that, like, he likes to get his hands dirty. Yeah, but that was for, like, specifically the new Battle Royale thing. So I wasn't sure. I mean, in every Pokemon gen, uh, it's been, like, a tradition where you meet the champion before you actually find out they're the champion. Um, so it's always kind of a fun game to guess, like, oh, is, it, is this character? Like, oh, that's cool. Sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes not so much. Um some, I don't know. I don't want to say it was a good, like, surprise, but it wasn't expected on my part. So, although the, the luchador mask thing. So yeah, when he shows up in the luchador mask thing, I didn't know it was Kukui. Did you? Immediately? Maybe not immediately, but, but it was just sort of but like. But they immediately, they, they force you to know because it's like, oh, here's this dude. And then, like, the you get, like, these dialogue choices in the game, which don't matter. It's always, like, yes or no or whatever. They never make any difference. But for this one, you get the choice of, like, He's like, do you want to battle royale with me? And you're like, yeah, sure thing, Lucha, whatever. Or you're like, why are you in that getup, Professor Kukui, is the second option. And I was like, oh, is that, I guess that is Professor Kukui. I, I sure wish the game had let me figure that out on my own instead of shoving it into my face with a freaking dialogue option that doesn't even make any <laughs> difference. That was a really big it was like I had a chance to have fun. I had a chance to have fun figuring out that this was like the professor and be oh a little surprise, and you took it away from me. <laughs> it was really, it was, ugh, it really bothered me. And it's such a small thing, but like that's the kind of thing that this game did. Right. And I was just like, man, ugh, I, I was gonna have fun, and then you took it away <laughs> from me. Like that is such, such what this game does. Whatever. And by this point, once we finished the Elite Four, did you do any post game stuff? I did. Can we talk first about the legendary you fight after the Elite Four where you have to fight Tapu Koko? Do you remember that? After the long, yeah, like, I know after I the did, super long cutscene of, like, you celebrating that you won, it's like, you're like, all right, can I just move on? Like, I don't need this big cutscene. Like, I'm the champion, whatever. And then it's like, oh, this legendary wants to fight. And you're like, well, I'm, I'm not prepared. Like, I don't have any Pokeballs. I was going to the freaking Elite Four. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, I don't, I'm not prepared for this. I don't have, like, status moves. Like, well, I just, I have, like, two Ultra Balls. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and, like, it just feels like a super dick move. You're just like, what? I mean, and then it throws this thing at you where if you fail, it's like, oh, Tapu Koko's disappointed, but he'll be back here again <laughs> if you want to, like, battle the Elite Four. And you're just like, 
Okay, I'm glad that if you're going to spring this on me out of nowhere, you give me a second chance. But on the other hand, that really kind of devalues this. Yeah. And they kind of did the same thing with uh, with uh, Solgaleo and Lunara, right? Or whatever his name is. Where if you actually failed, it was just like, oh, well, he'll be here if you want to try again or yeah. something like that. Yeah. We're just like, come on. I was smart enough to save. Like, I know what the reset function is. Like, give me a break. <laughs> like, what? That's kind of nitpicky. I guess you could argue that they're taking that away. Like the need to do that, but I don't know. It felt a little handholdy again. You know? It's like if you're not prepared enough to freaking save before a legendary battle, then like what are you? Get out of here. <laughs> okay. Um well before we talk about post game and stuff, because I want to talk about the new the new Pokemon as well. And yeah, there's, we, there's sort of three things. We're running on time here, but there's three things I want to hit on. The new Pokemon, the the means of transportation where they got rid of the HMs, right, right, right. and the post-game slash Ultra Beasts. Okay, so basically, let's talk about HMs and stuff. Okay. HMs have always been a bit of an issue for players because, like, for one thing, back in the day, HMs were not rewritable. Yes. Um, And a lot of times, they weren't the best moves. A lot of times, they sucked. So yeah, there were so some good ones. So, like, Surf solid fly and eh, not the best but you put up with it it meant you had to have a flying yeah. type which was kind of annoying strength strength fine yeah. that's fine cut, cut no, was awful no. gosh and flash awful. who uses absolutely flash? terrible yeah and then so gen two and three we'll just go that far gen two and three added the problem of they both added two more water types which first of all again forced you to have a water type on your team and almost forced you to have two, unless you wanted your one water Pokemon yeah. to just be an HM slave. We, we yeah, that's all we call. That's what they were called. They were called HM slaves. Yeah, and that was a problem. But the HMs were first of all very innovative because they let you use the techniques your Pokemon could use in battle, outside of battle, to interact with the world, which was super cool and is very underrated. That that is something that Pokemon really introduced. Other games like Golden Sun would do this, and it basically made the game. But Pokemon started it, and it really added this dimension of these are your Pokemon, and they are helping you get through this world. It was cool, but it had issues with its execution. They eventually added in Gen 2 a person who could delete the moves from your Pokemon. Um, I don't know why they even held on to that tradition that their Pokemon couldn't forget them, uh, but whatever they did. They could have just done it without the person who could delete them. <clears throat> well, the reason why I don't too. mind... Uh, not mind, but I mean, like, sure, like having an HM slave was like, oh, geez, like that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, though, it made you think more yes. about like it, it made you think a lot more on your party, you yes. know, just sort of like, oh, I need to I which, need to I need to choose carefully here, you know. Yeah. Which on one hand could feel restrictive. Right. But working around the restrictions made you feel cooler. It made you feel better about your decisions. Um, it was a double edged sword for sure. And a lot of people were complaining about them. So. In Sun and Moon, they decided to just do away with them. There are no more HMs. They had already established in Gen 6 that TMs could be used however many times. Um, so HMs just weren't, they weren't needed anymore. So they got rid of them. Um, and what they replaced them with were, I think they were just called ride Pokemon, right? Something like, like companion Pokemon. So there's just like, you get this like watch or something and you push a button and this Pokemon comes out of just nowhere. Like, pew. And he does what you need it to do. Uh, you get, there's no bike in this game. Instead, you get to ride a Tauros. And the Tauros can smash rocks. It's like a combination of the bike and rock smash. Um, mm -hmm. You can also ride, I sort of mentioned this already, you can the ride Stout on Stoutland, yeah. who is 
a slower bike, much slower bike, and is also an item finder. The Mudsdale <coughs> gets you over rough, rough oh, terrain. Oh, I forgot about that. It moves so slow. Yeah. Um, um, but that was a ne- that was necessary, though. Yes. And you got Lapras, who was your surf, until you replaced him with Sharpedo, who was just strictly faster and also gave you the option to do rock smash and water. Uh, you got Machamp, who was the new strength. Um and that's all I can think they of. They experimented oh, with Charizard. this. Oh, Charizard. Charizard yeah. is the fly. They experimented with this in six because of the Rhyhorn riding, but it yeah. wasn't like. This seems like. like. I mean, I still didn't like Rhyhorn riding to no. begin with. It was Th- whatever. But. This was just like <clears throat> bizarre because it's like you're in possession of a Pokemon while not being in possession of a Pokemon. Yeah. And like, it just seemed. Like, if you're going to take away HMs, right? If you're going to take away that sort of thing right there, then why even have these? Maybe it's fine to have a surfer. Like, I mean, that's okay. Yeah, you never even used the surfer to get anywhere cool. It was like, oh, uh, you have to use it during this challenge. And also there's some other areas you can kind of explore. But for the fact that you're on four islands, you never get to actually use your HMs to get somewhere new. It's just when you're done with the island a boat will come and take you to where you need to go next. There's no get there yourself. It's like there's a boat that'll take you to a new city on the new island, and then you just follow the flags on your map, and that's it. Right. And so it was like when there were areas where you would need to use the thing, someone would just give it to you. It wasn't like you had to advance far enough by getting a gym, and then you had to find the HM by going on the SSN or beating the Kimono Girls or finding the Warden's Teeth. It was just like, oh, you need this now? Here you go. And it's like, <laughs> oh... All right, and I'll use it this one time, and I'll never use it again. Yeah. Never. You will use the Machamp maybe twice. You'll use the Mudsdale for one specific dungeon slash route. Never worth taking out again. And it's just, the HMs always had, like, you could go back and, like, oh, I can surf here and find something cool, or I can cut this tree down that, like, I couldn't get through before. Right. Like, they kind of try to do that with Tauros, where you have to use him to, like, get into this area uh, in the first island, because you get him at the end of the first island, so they can go back with Tauros and hit those other things. But with everybody else, and, like, kind of Sharpedo, I guess, but... That's it. It just, it was unnecessary. It was just, it, what is the point of It didn't of this? feel like you earned it. It was just like, this is what you need to get to the next Yeah, area. I was like, here, here you go. go. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there's that. <clears throat> um, all right. We, wow, we already, we're pushing on time we're here. Fine. But I really want to talk, I really want to talk about the new Pokemon though. As they were revealing all of these, there were hardly any of them that we like had a stellar reaction towards when they yeah. were revealing the starters at first it was cool because they're the st- the, the first I think forms, the starters right? I think the starters in this game are strong I really do honestly I, I, I mean I think that Litten is just unnecessary okay <laughs> so all right we've we had three gens in a row where the fire ended up being firefighting yeah and then we had a break with Delphox wonderful Delphox yeah so then I mean let's just talk about this okay, okay. Litten is a fire cat. Yeah. Okay, this is all we know so far. Yeah. The next one is... A bigger fire cat. A, what's the name? Something Lynx. I don't remember its name, Lynx, honestly. Lynx, Lynx Fire, whatever. Then <laughs> the next one, Incineroar, yeah. is clearly a wrestler. <laughs> clearly a wrestler. Not just in, like, looks, obviously, but, yeah. like, the Z all move. All its Pokedex entries. The like. Z move also conjures up, like, a, a wrestling ring yeah. and, like, does something to him. What's its typing? Fire... Dark. <sighs> it's like the chief designer of these of these Pokemon were like, oh, I got this great firefighting. You got th- this what? <laughs> oh yeah, it's this great firefighting. Do we can't 
We can't do we that can't again. Do that again. It's, it's no, we did we did fire psychic in the last one. We can do firefighting. It's probably again, like the right? same guy who designed all the other firefightings, and then they like kick him to the curb to make a fire psychic, and then they like let him back on. Like, all right, you learned your lesson. It's like, guys, I've got it. A fire cat wrestler, and they're just like, Jim. Like, and so they had to like change its color palette to have some dark colors on there, so they could finally actually call it fire dark. Yeah. Dave Starter, Rowlet, cute yeah. little owl, because Dave loves birds. Yeah, um, it's a grass type. I like grass types, too. What's the next one? Uh, Dartrix. Then the next one? Uh, Decidueye. <laughs> and I love Decidueye's design. Mm-hmm. Hate his name mm-hmm. and don't like his typing. Now, to be fair, there is a reason why he is ghost, because there's, like, Hawaiian tradition and stuff where, you know, owls represent ghosts, and they're, like, thought to be the spirits of the dead. That's cool. I just wish you hadn't shoehorned it into my grass flying starter who's also an archer and is it, it was just too many it's design too things. Much, it's yeah. too much. And it really showed in the name where Decidueye tries to get the sniper, I guess, and grass part in, but it doesn't get the owl part. It doesn't get the it doesn't get anything about how he looks. It it's actually like is deceptive about how he looks, really. Um right. and it doesn't get the ghost typing in. So I love Decidueye's visual design hate his name <laughs> his typing i just like flying types let me keep my grass flying i mean all grass types are kind of terrible as far as the starters go like and competitive but like it's fine it would have been cool but ghost is just like yeah it's kind of a throwaway <laughs> um but my, yours wound up cool yeah my start my starter was poplio mm-hmm. i don't know why honestly i i chose poplio like when it, the, that was only revealed yeah i was like you know what i'm gonna go poplio i never really go with the water so i'm gonna go with this one the next one I can't remember the name, and then the final one was was Pre Marina, yeah. which is like you know, it's a play on a couple of things. It's a play on Prima Donna. It's a because good name. Of, because it is. I like it. Yeah. Um. It's you know because Pre Marina sort of thing is that like she's a she's like a diva. She's a singer. She's right? like a siren. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. She's a siren, and she's like you know still sort of like this like seal type thing. You know. Yeah. Um. I really liked Pre Marina's design. Yeah. I liked the name. I had no issues with it. I think like the. Uh, her Z move is like like a water aria or something like that. Something so like, like that. they played up the whole like diva sort of thing a lot. Yeah, it was like, good. Except for the fact that mine was a boy. So Awkward. <laughs> the starters were good though. And it was water fairy, which is a great typing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made sense. It was good. Starters overall were good. They had some problems, but I thought they were strongish. So before going into the, the region-specific Pokemon, one of the things they decided to do here also was change the look and the typing of some Gen 1 Pokemon. Yeah. One of the more controversial ones was Raichu. Uh, They made Raichu a surfer. And um, they changed his design quite a bit to make him look a little cuter, I guess, and surfery. And is now also electric and psychic. Yeah. That was that was a huge change because now Raichu is like surfing in the air, like on his got tail. Got levitate, that's yeah. An ability. Um, which I actually liked. I actually got a Pichu just so I can get a Raichu. Yeah, man, that was rough. And some of them are that one's okay. Yeah. Um, then there's a there's Vulpix and 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 Sandshrew, which were changed to Ice. Both those are kind of weird. Yeah, and, and and their iteration, their their next generation, their next evolved forms. Yeah. There's Meowth. Yes, who's like a dark type, and Persian is now Garfield. Um, <laughs> they have these like puffy cat faces now. Yeah. Meowth has this sort of like whatever, man. Yeah, <laughs> sort of like weird face, and and yeah, Persian essentially looks just like a darkened Garfield. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, we we don't have to go through all of them. No, I mean, but uh, some of them were like okay, and certainly the typings made them like uh, Alolan Muck, who I thought looked dumb. I guess he's supposed to be an oil slick. Yeah, but it's not really because it's like all these different colors. It's like okay, but it's not. It's not transparent at all. It's just solid. So it just looks like he's a tropical smoothie. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, whatever. But like his typing, Poison Dark is a really good typing. And so he was actually a monster, which on one hand was cool because it's kind of like what we talked about before, where it's like old Pokemon are new and good again. But it felt like they cheated a little bit because it, <laughs> it's not like it's not like muck is good. It's a lowland muck is good. So why didn't you just create a new poison dark type that was mm-hmm. cool. Like yeah. why didn't it, instead of making a Lolan executor, which oh. I'm not even going to talk about, like you, he's hilarious, but he's also a little too over the top, but instead of doing him, why not just make a, a grass dragon? Like if that's what you wanted to do, like, I don't, I don't really understand why you had to do this with the old Pokemon other than to like try and prey on nostalgia, mm-hmm. which I mean, I just, uh, I don't know, just let me have my old Pokemon be my old Pokemon. You can make them better. You can give them evolutions or whatever, but don't, like, change them to where I I can't get an old muck if I want an old muck in this gen, or if I can, it's way too convoluted. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Exeggutor, same with Raichu, same with, uh, you know, all the other ones, the Sandshrew, like, Ninetales. Like, it, it's, I don't know. It, it didn't do it for me. Um, then there were then there are the well, we can go over some of the Alola specific ones. Um, our favorite was Turtonator. Turtonator. Can't, I can't believe that they actually named a Pokemon Turtonator. Turtonator. They, like it just you could just do that for any Pokemon. <laughs> Pidgeot is now Burdenator. <laughs> Beedrill is now Beedinator. Be- uh, Blastoise is the original Turtonator, <laughs> and you can't tell me any different. Like, that's all it is. They're just like, this is what kind of animal it is. Inator. And they're just like, what is this, Strongbad? Did Strongbad name this Pokemon? Like, I, I don't understand how this passed through QA. But a lot of them, Palisand, Crabrawler, these names aren't good. No. They're, they're not good. There's other ones that, I don't know, but... Those are some of the most egregious to me. And the designs, visually very few of them. Some of them were good. I did like some of them. Uh, I liked, I thought Rockruff was cool. Um, I oh, preferred yeah. his daytime evolution. They made Rockruff really hard. This is a common complaint, was that they they really tried to force on you like the old Pokemon a lot, or like the Alolan forms. It was really hard to find a Rockruff. They're like a 10% encounter chance in a tiny patch on the first island where you need Tauros to get to, and then, like, you're just sitting there grinding for it. He's like, God, I just want to find this one new Pokemon. Because the first island is all old Pokemon, which we we like. Like To be fair, I compliment in the even number gens, but it, it's balanced really well, I feel like, where you go back in the even ones and you do some new stuff in the odd ones and maybe you prefer the even ones, but you don't want that all the time. And it's just like, let me just catch the few new Pokemon that are cool. And sometimes it was just kind of a pain. Yeah. Um, another one I liked... Um, Charge a bug and what he evolved into. I don't even remember his name. Um, the like bug electric type. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, he was cool. Uh, it was interesting having an electric type that was slow. Electric bug is a cool typing combination that I liked in Gen 5 too with Galvantula. It was one of my favorite Gen 5 Pokemon. That's a cool type combo. Um, I liked Kamo'o, the new dragon type. He was like uh... dragon fighting. Uh, he was kind of tough to get. So if you didn't get him, I don't blame you, but yeah. he was cool. Uh, I had him on Fire Team. Like, that's neat, but you know. I, you know, I also really like Mudsdale. 
but I don't like the first form. <laughs> it just really has this creepy. like really creepy donkey face with yeah. like the square eyes. Yeah. It's just sort of like this is really creepy. Yeah. Can you just imagine like you're just like walking around like and some that was, thing like shows yeah, up. it just sort of like it's just standing there. You're just like oh hi, and it says it does nothing. It just kind of <laughs> stays there. You're just like um. <laughs> You okay there? And like you like wave its hand in front of its face and it still just doesn't like do anything. Motionless. It's just like, I'm, I'm just going to go now. Uh, so you like go just... in the backyard and you're just like sitting out and then he just like walks up again and just stays there. That's what that Pokemon is. But Mudsdale, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, all right. That's, that's about it, though. Yeah. Young Goose. Mm. <laughs> Trollolo, Donald Trump, whatever. Like... All the memes. Well, is... Young Goose and then Gum Shoes. <sighs> Gum Shoes is a really dumb name. That I hate that whole thing. Yeah, I hate that whole thing. I remember when when Young Goose was. Young Goose like... is actually like okay to me, but Gum Shoes is like unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wishy Washy was really dumb. Really dumb yeah. name. Um, uh, Pukamuku. You know, I forgot about him. Pukamuku is is kind of like a play on like one of those actual fish that like spits out its insides yeah. as like a defense Which is mechanism. Like nice, but it's just like and it sounds like puke. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Know. Uh, the, the the like starfish that was like the crown of thorns starfish, the water poison. That was kind of cool, but it was very obviously trying to be a competitive Pokemon because it was like a water poison, which is amazing defensive type with like all these great defensive moves. It's like. All right, like, fine. And it was, like, impossible to find, so it was kind of... Oh, Araquanid was kind of cool. Name is a mouthful. The, like, water bug, the oh. spider. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. cool. His moveset was kind of bad, but I liked his design. His name was kind of not great, but he was cool. He was um, neat. Oh, there was a Pokemon off this. Oh, uh, Mimikyu, the, the new Pikachu like thing. Mimikyu. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't have it, but like I know it, it was, you know, kind of, <sighs> you know, kawaii a little bit. It reminds me of the ghost challenge where you had to take pictures. God, that's the, right. the picture taking side thing was that's completely right. worthless too. Okay, I think that's enough on the new Pokemon, except okay. for the Ultra Beasts. Go on. Which will so the end game, there's like a tear in reality, and you've got these new Pokemon question mark. They're, like, not really Pokemon. They're called Ultra Beasts. And so they have names, but a lot of times they're just, like, referred to by, like, code names, which is, like, UB colon 01 or 02. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like, Gluttony or, like, I don't know, really dumb things. And so I just started calling them the Ubbos because it's just, like, <laughs> UB and then, like, O numbers. So, like, the Ubbos, they are really kind of offensive to me <laughs> like they do not feel like there's a point a big reason why people don't like gens four and five is that the legendaries are horribly over designed they are so voltron-y that it's just like this is yeah. barely even a pokemon and the ultra beasts are just like all right you don't like those they're not pokemon anymore they're ultra beasts and we're just gonna go whole ham and you're just like now I really don't like them because they're not even Pokemon. Like, they are because they kind of operate like it, but, man, alive. Like, what is this unnecessarily sultry bug thing? Like, or Buzzswole. That's the name, that is one name I remember. The, the stupid fighting bug thing is named Buzz Swole because he's swole. Are you kidding me? Because aside from the fact his design is just atrocious, 
really? That's what you're going to give me? Like, the tapus were fine. Like, sure, they're a little repetitive, but you get that with, like, the spirits in Gen 4 or, like, the legendary dogs. They're all a little similar, but they're different. Like, okay, that's fine. I didn't even dislike the designs of the the, the um, primary legendaries, like Sol Galeo. They were fine. Yeah. A little over-designed, maybe, but it's fine. The Ultra Beasts were just like, come on. Like, <laughs> give me a break. And the whole end game is just so over the top where it's like, oh, dimensions and... Burn, 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 and you have so you didn't do like any of it, huh? No, because I I'd completely yeah, lost so, any will. So you wind up you go hang out with Looker, who I like the the post game in Gen Six and X and Y was some of my favorite. It wasn't especially challenging, but it made you feel something for Looker and this little girl who he takes in, and yeah. it was really yeah. nice. Yeah, really I liked, nice. I liked this that. one. Is just like oh, we gotta catch all these guys, burr. and you find out that like dark type. Uh, kahuna leader guy like used to be in the secret police and he's like too cool for school and like (laughs) whatever like he was all right i didn't dislike him that much and then like the other girl who was like helping you is like actually a throwback to a character from gen 3 which i did not pick up on at all she's like the leader of one of the uh battle islands like areas in emerald specifically so it was a it's a really vague reference uh I don't think she even appeared in the remakes. And if she did, it was just like a character you talk to. So it was a really vague reference they were trying to make. And it turns out that like there's some kind of conflict where the Ultra Beasts are like attracted to beings from other realms. And like it turns out they're actually just using this girl to attract them because she's from another realm. And it's like, oh, this is immoral or something. You're just like, I don't care. I don't care. And like I did not do all of them. But the ones I did do was like, here's these ultra, I mean, they're not called ultra balls. That's that's something else. It's <laughs> called like beast balls or something. They're like special Pokeballs made specifically for catching ultra beasts. And like, all right, this is going to be, I'm going to have to like really grind these guys down. And they like only give you 10 of them. So you're like really kind of concerned. You're like, that can be enough. Like that seems kind of bad design, but okay. And so you just go and the trick is you just kind of find them and you throw a single one of these special balls at them and it catches them. And when you get to, like, the third one with, like, the bug lady in my version, it's like, ah, there's four of them in this cave. Find them all. And you're just like, oh, gosh. (laughs) And so you just find four of them, and you just capture all four of them. And then you just have four of the supposedly legendary Pokemon that, in my case, I didn't even want one of in the first place. (laughs) And, like, if you beat it, you can't, like, beat, you can't not catch it. Because, like, oh, you got to catch it because we got to keep them secure or whatever. Like, all right. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, and so you just kind of do it. And this is a bad post game. And, look, we need to we need to wrap this up. So let me get this randomly. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to super bash all the post game. I realized the battle tree is a thing. I was not super psyched with how they incorporated red and blue. It's just sort of, hey, it's red and blue. Remember them? Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you got to battle them out of nowhere. Again, there's just like no prep. And you're just like, God, I'm so unprepared for this. Like, what the, f- all right, whatever. And you like have to choose one to battle. It's lame. I can't comment on the battle tree. I didn't bother with it because I didn't want to do the post game. And even when I wasn't super interested in the post game and other games or when it wasn't great, I realized the post game in X and Y is pretty blase by most people's standards. It's not like it was an emerald or platinum, but I enjoyed it because I enjoyed the adventure the rest of the game gave me. I enjoyed the Pokemon that I was able to catch and I enjoyed being with them and training them. And I didn't even bother with the battle tree in this one because I didn't care. Now I understand that some of the features in this game, like the Pokepelago or the weird park you go into that like has the online events um, or the battle tree itself, 
give people access to a lot of features that were requested by people in like the competitive scene. Um, so, you know, if you're in the competitive scene and you're like, this game's great because it's all this stuff, kudos to you. That That's fine. We are speaking as, I don't want to say casual because we, we know this series. We are not the I don't think we're the target demo for this game because it's a little too casual. Like it caters to the casual and then it caters to the hardcore. And we're in between where we just <laughs> want to we just want to enjoy the adventure. And a lot of that stuff just got left out. Yeah. It or it just was like extremely minimized. So I acknowledge I want to acknowledge that for the end game and for anyone who wants to do competitive battling. This might be the best competitive one out there. Um the Z moves, I don't know how those are being used in competitive. They might add a really cool thing. I never used them in the never, in the game. Never. That was your reward for like getting past the not gym leaders. And like I, I would just rather have something that was just an, an always upgrade as opposed to one move that I can only use once. And that's probably just my mentality. Like I thought the mega stones were great. I thought these were inferior to the mega stones. Um, even though you could use multiple on them in your team, it just wasn't it wasn't as good in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean. I think the sort of bottom lines, if I was going to wrap this up, and then I'll try to stop my ranting, um, is that this game takes a lot of freedom away from the player. It just sort of takes you island to island, and it's like, go here, then go here, then go here. The islands didn't feel alive because it felt such on a railroad. Um, Some of the cities were kind of cool. There was a really Japanese-feeling one, but there's no reason to spend any time in them anymore, partially because the HMs are gone, and so there's no reason you need to explore a town anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Before, you kind of had to explore to find the HMs or to get a bike, and this one, it's just kind of given to you, and you're just like, all right, like whatever um so they felt much less alive despite the fact that it's on these islands which you should be able to like go to freely it just feels really constricted mm-hmm. um and the cutscenes are really long Ugh. they spend so much time talking they're to painful you. too and how is really dumb we didn't even talk about him he's a really mediocre rival you kind of have two rivals because emoton kind of becomes your rival at some point too but how is just way too goofy and they try to make him like really serious at times where he's thinking about how his goofiness isn't appropriate or whatever but it just never no you're already sick forced. of him by that point it's, yeah. it's, and it's too forced it, it can't work you don't have enough time with him um so, and it just takes up a lot of your time when you just want to be playing Pokemon. And it's like, no, you got to sit here for the story. And it's like, oh, God. Black and white was much faster in how it told its story. Mm. <clears throat> so, basically, I mean, I'm probably not going to play this game again. I generally like to restart games. I generally like to restart Pokemon games as well. I'm I'm not going to touch Sun. Like, I have really no reason to touch Sun again. No, I'd much rather go back and play just about any other gen. Right. So. And let me let me clarify. I don't think, and you can disagree with me, I don't think this game is a bad game. I do not think this is like a 5 out of 10 game, but I think it is a bad Pokemon game. Um, I don't, I think Pokemon, because of its base formula, can't ever really be that bad. Um... So this game is, pr- it's just like a mediocre game. It's not like a bad game where it's egregious, but it has a lot of flaws that really prevent me from enjoying what is the good stuff in this game. And I did compliment some things this game, didn't I? I said that Elite Four is better. I said I like the totem Pokemon. There are some new Pokemon that I like. There's some things I, I like the starters a lot, but like there are too many problems. It is, it is a flawed game. It is what a lot of, you know, it's what Kadekras calls Croc except probably a little below that. It's, you know, it's okay, but why would I play this when I could play any other Pokemon gen, you know? So I'm just, you know, I'm hoping for for Gen 8, wh- whatever that's going to come for, you know. 
whether it's going to be for the Switch or if it's going to be for the for for 3DS still or, or or not, I'm not sure. But I'm hoping that Dave's theory of even and odd gens holds true here. That yeah. they're going to probably go back to more bare bones stuff, um, and and it's just going to be the Pokemon games that like we like. Or if they're going to change things, that they change things for a good reason, and it's all in the end going to be enjoyable changes, yeah. not just changes for the sake of changes. You know. Yeah. So basically, let this podcast be uh, an upfront, <laughs> an upfront a heads up to you that no, we are not going to be buying or playing Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and don't expect an episode on it. This is <laughs> this is what you get. So if you liked Sun and Moon, because I know there's a lot of people who do, I mean, more power to you. Yeah, and if <laughs> I feel really bad too, because like my middle school kid, he like loves Pokemon Sun oh. and Moon, because this is like the one he's growing up with, oh. and I understand that, I respect that. But if that's fine. Yeah, because you that's can't fine. you that's can't cool. give them Gen One and be like, "Oh, try this; it's much better." I did. I did actually give him a a copy of Soul Silver, which is oh yeah. I mean, the okay. greatest gift that could really ever be given. <laughs> uh, so is that about it? That's let's get out of here. Oh man, yeah. This is this was a little bit less enjoyable of Arant than El Dorado <laughs> because it kind of hurts. Us hurts us yeah. Because we love Pokemon. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, and if this was going to be our second longest episode, which it looks like, I, I think it it was a good one. I think we got a lot of good stuff in here. So. Let me just say, Dave, that I'm glad that you and I felt pretty eye to eye on this game yeah. as well. That would have been interesting if we didn't. I yeah, like I, I'm I'm happy about that, and we ended up feeling the same way on X and Y as well. Yeah, um, it it makes me feel more validated. You know what I mean? That yeah, like I'm gonna get you. I still want you to play Gen Three. I criticize enough, but. I'd like you to play through. I'd like you to play through all the gems because I. But that's such a time commitment. Yeah. I mean, but not I'm just that glad that like when anyway. we were playing through it, yep. I wasn't just like, oh, this 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 really sucks. <laughs> and then like I'm telling you, but like, like it was you? great because you really maintained hope up until <laughs> the fire gem. I was like, oh baby, I'm so glad you. I'm gonna watch the hope drain from your eyes, and it's gonna be great. Oh, and and boy, boy howdy, boy did howdy, it. did it drain. <laughs> oh man all right well that's it thank you thank you to everybody who uh who hung on for yet another rant yep. um it's another nice that end. these like episodes are kind of like a love story and then like a hate story and then yeah. a love story and then a hate story on like whatever we choose yeah <sighs> all right that's right. it. Let's get out of here. All right. Way too long already. Thank you very much, all of you who uh, who listened to our to our next rant here. We want to give a special thanks uh, yet again to uh, Danny Barrett Huvera for our wonderful artwork. Special thanks again to the combined efforts of OC Remix, Rob KTA, and Expert Novice for the intro and outro music. We are, again, trying to get everywhere as we possibly can with this podcast as far as availability on as many platforms as we can. Please, yep. uh, please share and um, please let us know if you felt the same way about uh, about this game as we did as well. Yeah, talk to uh, us. We'd drop, love to talk with you Drop it. a line. Yeah, like talk to us. We'd love to respond back. Share it with your friends. We're desperate for you to share it with your friends. Share it with your friends. Share it with your friends. <laughs> share it with your friends. Yeah. I'm not a begging man, but I am begging. Yeah, it's weird being in this point where you used to be a content consumer and you're like oh, I can't believe they would be so egregious to ask me to share it or like or subscribe and right now like, we're like it, even beyond the fact that it helps us get out there or whatever man it makes us feel makes, <laughs> makes us, feel, us feel like we're not completely wasted <laughs> right alright alright thank you guys again so much and we'll see you in the next one take care